And I remember sitting down with him and just kind of saying, so I, I guess I can't come back to the house. You guys don't, you know, I guess you're just done in essence. And he just put his hand on my shoulder and just said, Carrie, it's not about where you've been. It's about where you're going. That's Carrie Trent Stageberg, and she's our guest today on Focus on the Family, along with her dad, Dr. John Trent. And we welcome you to this episode. I'm John Fuller. Your host is Focus President Jim Daly. And today we're going to talk about the importance of living and giving a blessing to your children, your grandchildren, and others in your sphere of influence. Uh, John, the impact of growing up in fragile families, let me call them that, uh, sometimes fatherless homes, it's really taken a toll on the culture over these past several decades. Yeah, you can see it. I meet many people who have not experienced a blessing from their mom or their dad. And because of it, um, they don't know how to bless their own children. Yeah. Even this morning with uh, reading the prep and reading the book, I uh, was up early about 6 a.m. with Troy. And I said, Troy, do you remember that time I took him hiking and camping? I said, and I did a blessing over you. I wanted to make sure he caught it. And he said, oh, yeah, Dad, I remember it. I thought for sure he would have forgotten it because he was probably eight years old. Mm. Now he's 17, but he, it meant something to him. And uh, it is so important to instill and then reinforce with our children uh, the messages of love, acceptance, and value and identity in Christ, mm -hmm. especially for those of us who are trying to raise our kids in a Christian context. And today we have two wonderful guests who are going to talk about how to give that blessing to your children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Dr. John Trent is very well known. He's been here a number of times. He's a speaker and best-selling author and is the president and founder of StrongFamilies.com. And his daughter, Carrie Trent Stageberg, also works as a writer and speaker, and uh, she works with him at strongfamilies.com. And together, they have uh, a newly revised and expanded version of the classic book, which has sold more than a million copies, The Blessing, Giving the Gift of Unconditional Love and Acceptance. John and Carrie, welcome back to Focus. Hey, Thanks. thank you. Great to be with you. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, what are some of the key components to a blessing? Uh, you've yeah. outlined them in this great book. So what are they? Yeah, well, and that hasn't changed. I mean, one of the things with Carrie coming on board with this book is it's not that the core message has changed, you know? And you're right. There's five things when you really think about the blessing and what in the world is it, you know? Well, um, every time a parent gave a blessing, when Jesus took those kids and put them in his arms and blessed them. Every time a blessing was given, um, it did, for example, things like this. Uh, you attached high value to somebody. Are you guys familiar with attachment theory today? Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you, you talk about uh, right now, there's been over 125 studies on how crucial attachment is. Well, the blessing is the Bible's really guide to how do you get connected with people. And you sit there and you start off and say, well, boy, I want to attach high value. I want to look at them in a way that they have a special future. That's the next one, you know, um, that I see something in your life, Carrie, that you might not see right now. You know, if you yeah. they're a junior high kid and the whole world is wrong or, or they're just in a tough situation, but we get the chance to attach high value to help them say, 
uh, man, you've got a special future. You know, I can see it. Uh, I asked God to really help with that with you. And then genuine commitment is the third thing that we looked at in that book, where you don't just talk about it, but you uh, hang in there. I, yeah. I, I remember yeah. my mom, you know, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And uh, I thank God for my mom who gave me the blessing, even though, you know, I would, could talk my twin brother into doing things, but then he got really <laughs> smart and quit doing it. You know? Right. Not only that, um, but she's a single parent mom. Single parent I mean, mom. Your dad was out yeah, of the scene. And I remember, you know, one time it's like two in the morning and the cops bring me home. And um, now back then they'd bring you home. Okay. Now today they just Take call you off. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, but, but so, and then they wake up my mom and she's a rheumatoid arthritic and she comes down the hall two in the morning, limps down the hall and the cops yelling at us and, you know, we ought to take them in and all that stuff. And I remember Jeff and I going in and sitting at the table and here's my mom and uh, she didn't yell. She didn't say anything. And I remember just sitting there and after about 30 seconds, cause you know, my twin brother, you know, he's a scientist. He could wait forever. He could never talk if he wanted to. But after about 30 seconds, I couldn't take the pressure anymore. Right. You know, of no, I can't imagine yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so she goes, uh, I, uh, so I go to my mom. I go, well, mom, I guess this means you don't love us anymore. And I'm telling you, her head snapped up. She had these beautiful blue, kind of gunmetal blue eyes. And she goes, this has nothing to do with love. I will always love you, but I am tremendously disappointed in you. Mm. And so I knew right then, okay, number one, I'm grounded again. Okay, you know. <laughs> right. uh, but I also knew I can get brought home at two in the morning, and at least I got one person that's crazy about yeah. me. See what I'm getting yeah, at? Yeah, you're not going to lose that. Unconditional. Yeah, yeah. Right. unconditional. But there are yeah. consequences to your actions. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, we're going to talk about that. And it's interesting, uh, Carrie, the audience may not have caught this yet, but you are John's daughter. Yes, <laughs> yes. So we've got the proof in the pudding here. I mean, hearing your dad when he was a younger fellow and hearing him go through all those kind of crazy things. Um, you saw your mom and dad, before we get to that part of the story, though, your story. Yeah. You saw your mom and dad modeling this, giving you oh, a blessing. Absolutely. I mean, it sounded like almost every day, somehow yeah. they blessed you. They did. You know, I mean, they would start us off in the morning with a song that they created. It didn't really rhyme, but it you know, so was our blessing that. song. <laughs> yeah, I do that you know? too. That's so, kind of yeah. the, the new the thing. These yeah, days. yeah, exactly. More of a haiku, if you will. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we started off the day with a blessing. I mean, there literally wasn't a day where I didn't hear that I was loved or valued or that I had a God that was crazy about me too. Yeah, that is so good. In fact, you uh, related to a special plate that somebody had given you. Tell the yeah. story about the special plate. Well, the special plate kind of came into play when uh, when both my sister and I were born. We have a great friend of our family, and instead of, you know, baby clothes or something for that, she gave my parents a special plate for each of us. And, you know, it's this cute red plate that just says, you are special today. Made out of China. Made though. out of China. Yeah. So it, it's special. You know, it's very breakable compared to other yeah. things you let used to let us eat off of for good reason. Um, but, you know, we, uh, in our family, that kind of became a way of blessing each other. So whether it was our first day of school or we had had a bad day or we finally finished that term paper, we got the special plate. And whoever had the special plate, everyone had to go around the table and give that person a blessing oh, wow. and say one reason why they loved and appreciated them. So it kind of just became a way to not only celebrate victories, but encourage us when we were really struggling as well. Yeah. 
That's really a great idea. I had never thought of that yeah. one. Yeah. And you can find them on Amazon. They're like 15 bucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> There's the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John, another way that you uh, practice blessing, Carrie, and your other daughter was through storytelling. Yeah. You're talking about that. You're alluding to it. Can we get an example of it? <laughs> well, or, or, you know, I actually, I may go back to Carrie because um, uh, I do think there's a sense in which kids uh, really need to know, you know, with our touch, with our words, um, those are two other things that are part of, you know, the blessing right. is that appropriate touch. People are so freaked out today about touch and yeah. rightly so in a lot of ways. Uh, but man, you know, that hand on their shoulder or that appropriate touch and then saying words, you know, it's interesting, but do you know how flowers bend toward the light? Right. You yeah. know, yeah. well, let me tell you, when you tell a kid mm-hmm. or a spouse, you know, how valuable they are, I, it is amazing how even today, you know, um, so many kids are so lonely. This is one of the most unparented generations because you just hand them an iPad and hope for the best, you know. Right. They're entertainment parented. Yes. If I could say it that way. Yeah. And man, just to get them to put down the iPad for a second and say, hey, look at me. My mom was so great at that. You know, she would always make me, you know, look at me. And this day and age, you know, um, you know, Gen Z, the whole younger millennials, they're multitaskers. So they're talking to you while they're doing their homework, while they're watching something. Uh, They've got a conversation going on with friends. And so sometimes just slowing things down. Um, But Carrie, we used to tell them about Bungie Bear. Yeah, Bungie Bear storytelling. Yeah. Right, here we go. So this all really started in the backyard. And to preface this, do not do this at home without (laughs) padding and Helmets and supervision. Okay, this is going to um, Yeah, so what he did was, and mom was there too, which, Can't which is it. why we needed padding. But, you know, we took one of our favorite bears and he attached a bungee cord to it. And then he had my sister and I walk as far away as we possibly could. So, you know, the bungee cord's really tight and then let go of the bear. And I mean, the velocity on that thing was just, I mean, you could <laughs> knock, knock someone you out, down. you know. Yeah. So, yes, do it with safety. But really what the heart of that was is he was sat us down afterwards and just said, you know, I want you to know that no matter how far you go, you know, whether it's from us or from the Lord, you're always attached to us and we're not going anywhere. And then it kind of morphed into something that I love, which was every morning from kindergarten through junior high, my dad would drive my best friend Bryn and I to school in the mornings mm. when you were in town. Yeah. And he would always tell us a bungee bear story. And for whatever reason, bungee bear was always experiencing something that we were, you know, whether it was we were having a hard time with friends or, you know, we were afraid of something or school was really challenging. And really, again, it was just that picture, you know, before we get out of the car, he would just remind us, hey, you've got parents that are crazy about you and a god that's crazy about you and we're not going anywhere yeah that is so so good carrie you gave an example of what your dad was doing when you were elementary school and junior high did it change a little in high school i mean you're a little more sophisticated in Mm -hmm. high school you're beginning to become more independent how did your dad try to continue yeah you know and this one i like always makes me cry but um and he still does this But, you know, it did really start in high school because, you know, your schedule changes, you start driving, you're not home as much, all of those things kind of morph. And so what he would do is no matter what was going on, whether I was a cheerleader, so whether it was a late Friday night football game or out with friends, whatever it was, he'd be waiting up for me when I got home. And he'd always have my favorite snack, apples and peanut butter. (laughs) And we'd sit at the table and he'd just ask me questions about my night. 
And, you know, sometimes I'd go into it and I would almost kind of dread it because you're going, I don't want to talk about what happened tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like the time I didn't get asked to prom. But every single time I went to bed knowing, wow, like that was so incredibly helpful, not only to process it, but to know that, you know, my dad loved me enough to wait up to have apples and peanut butter Mm -hmm. with me. What I want to dig into now, though, is a little bit more of your story, Carrie, because um, people are hearing this. Some parents are going, isn't that nice that John Trent and his daughter had such a wonderful relationship and he blessed her every day and stayed up late at night. Right. And it it is good. I'm not I'm not trying to signal any kind of, uh, you know, negativity in that way. But you struggled we, when you yeah. went to college and you had some valleys, I would yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the reason I want to go here is because there's so many listening, parents of prodigals, that they did all the things, maybe different things that your mom and dad did, yeah. and um, their kids aren't there with the Lord, and they're in their 20s, and they're frantic. The parents are going, what do we do? We thought we did everything right yeah. according to the formula of how to raise children. Speak to that dark challenge in your life and what happened. Well, and I think, you know, the blessing isn't a formula, you know, and there just isn't a formula, whether right. it's faith, relationships, the ble- there's no formula. And while I did hear every day that I had value in a God that was crazy about me, the Lord felt really abstract. You know, I was watching other people interact with him, and I just couldn't figure out, well, how does that even apply to me? And I, as you can tell from the practicals, I'm a very practical person, and I wanted to see it, and I just couldn't. And so that led me on a journey of trying to find value outside of the Lord and my family, which really led, um, I mean, it was probably almost 15 years of just, I don't know about this thing. And it wasn't that I ever didn't believe that God was real. I just didn't think it applied. And so uh, long story short, I ended up eloping, shocking my whole family, not the best thing to do when you have a dad in marriage and family ministry. Um, (laughs) And I ended up in an abusive relationship. And it was really through that that I realized that God was real and he rescued me out in an incredibly miraculous way of literally showing up when I called out for him and, and real not to stay too long on that. And it's in the book and you can read more about it. But one night he got really violent and he left. And normally, you know, he'd go in the other room and play video games and it was kind of like nothing ever happened. But that particular evening he left and I just remember crying out and saying, God, if you're real, just get me out. And without exaggeration, 10 minutes later, there was a knock on the door and someone had a safe place for me to go stay. And, you know, I didn't that wasn't the end. You know, there was still a process of having to go through that. But that was the moment where I realized maybe God is listening. Maybe he does care about me personally. But, um, you know, in terms of kids that have walked away, I mean, you and mom went through a lot. I put you through a lot. And then even when I got out, you know, I'll never forget you found out um, not through me, but through somebody else, a whole slew of things that I had just done that were incredibly heartbreaking. And I remember sitting down with him and just kind of saying, So I I guess I don't, I can't come back to the house. You guys don't, you know, I guess you're just done in essence. And he just put his hand on my shoulder and just said, Carrie, it's not about where you've been. It's about where you're going. Mm -hmm. 
and you gave me your blessing and, and told me that God wasn't done with me, that you and mom weren't done. And, and that doesn't mean that they didn't have boundaries. That didn't mean that it didn't take time to restore that trust and that relationship because it did. But that really unleashed me to be able to say, you know what, maybe there is hope for me here, yeah. especially in that broken place coming out of abuse. And it's so beautiful. I appreciate you sharing mm-hmm. the pain in your life. But you know, yeah. what it brings me to tears thinking about it is how we try to hide that. And it's exactly what the Lord wants to lift up because that's where he shines, right? It's not when we're doing so well and we're projecting something perfect. It's when we're broken. I love that scripture and people hear me say it a lot. You know, he's close to the brokenhearted and saves those crushed in spirit. And let's run to it then, right? And that was your crushing of spirit moment. Mm. Yeah. But uh, John, let me turn to you because a mom and dad listening right now, maybe their daughter or their son is still in the valley. Yeah. And they did all these things. They listened to Focus on the Family. They heard Dr. Dobson say, dare to discipline. (laughs) They heard you and Gary talking about great parenting approaches, Mm -hmm. biblical parenting approach. They applied it. Yeah. But my 26-year-old is not with the Lord now, and we don't have a great relationship. And I can't even imagine picking up the phone and saying, can I say a blessing over you now? Yeah. It won't work. There's too much pain. Yeah. What do you do? Well, you know, number one is uh, I am so grateful that I did have a model of a mom that whether you're picked up by the police or you're just doing other things that are just way out there, um, man, she never gave up on me. And then uh, I also really believe, and I think this is huge, you know, is, you know how in uh, Hebrews, you know, for he himself has said, Hebrews 13, 5, I will, you know, Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Well, I think, you know, that's exactly, even when Carrie was, at the, you know, because we lost her. I can't even explain to you how tough that mm-hmm. is. I mean, parents know that are in that situation, but, you know, she'd move around. They would, you know, you'd try to call. You were always doing stuff on the phone. She wouldn't even do, you know, the FaceTime stuff because then you might see something and you just knew they were hurting. And, and, and of I course, couldn't even look you in the eye. I mean, I'll never forget that moment where after I'd started healing where he just said, this is the first time you've looked me in the eye in three years. That's how deep it was. Yeah, Yeah. it was. Yeah. So I think, you know, man, once you get Jesus's love in your life and it's so hard to do, but man, he would look at a Levi and see Matthew, you know, he'd Mm -hmm. look at a Saul and see Paul. And so the thing that I kept feeling with Carrie and praying about was, okay, Carrie has a special future, you know? So I never gave up on her and neither did Cindy, you know? you, you um, remained hopeful. Yes, That's but that hearing. doesn't mean then that we didn't subsidize uh, the behavior. We didn't do all that. But man, I'm telling you, it was just really tough. Yeah. And you had to line up almost every day like that little widow woman and go, okay, I'm going to just keep praying and someday she's going to change. And God, you know, miraculously in our case, but you don't give up. You say, yeah. Lord, I'm going to still trust you. Yeah. Carrie, let me ask you in, you know, in the final couple of minutes here, could you speak to parents. Yeah. I mean, you went through that and just speak directly to those parents who are struggling. Yeah. What would you say to them? You know, I think there's really two things. I mean, the first is that you have to have grace for yourself and realize that this is, you know, I think for me, especially, I didn't realize until after how much I had hurt people. 
it wasn't about them and I wasn't doing it to hurt them. I was caught up in my own hurt. And I think when sometimes when someone is so broken, they don't realize that impact. So I think have grace for yourself. Know that it's not your fault and that your kid is what they're doing that's hurtful. It may not be intentional. Yeah. Um, and I think the second part of that really is just that God will never stop pursuing them. Yeah. And he never quit with me. He's not going to quit with your kid. Let me ask you, too, about the guilt, because mm-hmm. I think one of the things parents go through, it's this constant guilt that what yeah. did I do wrong? Where did yeah. I miss what it? What else yeah. could I have done? And they, you know, frankly, in the marriage, yeah. they might be pointing at each other, hmm. right. the parents. Can you speak to that to the parent about, you know, your behavior was not your mom and dad's behavior. Right. And were right. you able to separate that? Not until later. Yeah. You know, at the time and again, especially I think too with abuse, it was such a unique situation where you when you're in that, you really can only focus on that situation. Um, you know, I mean, and you might even be able to talk a little bit more about what you and mom went through. Um, Because even when I came back, they never rehashed that with me. We've had some conversations about it over the years, but I think it was like probably a sigh. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. but I know, I know (laughs) for you and mom, you really struggled. But you and you guys went to counseling and got help to really kind of realize this isn't. You are not responsible for the decisions of others, whether it's your kid or not. You are not responsible for their decisions. That is their choice, as hard as that is to accept. Yeah, and just, you know, again, uh, I pray right now for every parent that is feeling like they're in a bad dream, you know, and just it's really hard to believe someday we're ever going to walk out of this. And in some cases, kids don't come back. You know, we're so grateful, I mean, with for to have Carrie and you had to rebuild your relationship with your sister, with your, you know, with mom, you know, I I hope people don't hear this was like, well, um, there was no magic moment, no magic. Yeah. But, but I cannot even tell you how much this whole concept of the blessing helped because you, you uh, have you guys seen the new Mr. Rogers movie? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Yeah. You got to go see it, you know, but um, it's really the picture of a guy that's really broken with a dad that left. And then uh, he's an investigative reporter and he's going to show Mr. Rogers as, you know, as being, a fraud. yeah, as a fraud. And it, changes his life, just the reality of love and acceptance. And there's an amazing study, this guy named Prophet, and he does basically visual perception studies. So what here's what he would do, is he would take somebody and put them right next to, right at the base of a really high hill, really high hill, okay? And you've got, you're all hooked up and they're measuring everything. And now guess what they would do? Okay, is uh, they'd bring somebody over that you were closely connected with. So if it was a spouse, they'd hold your hand. If it was a kid, they'd have you put your hand on their shoulder. Okay, and now they measured what was going on. And they're going to climb that hill with you, that really high hill. And it is unbelievable what happens. Now, you're still climbing a really high hill, but when you're doing it alone, it's like Mount Everest, but when you've got somebody with you, and that's huh, what that's we're trying to say yeah. is, man, you know what? Bless that kid. They may be yeah. facing this giant hill, but you're saying we're doing this with you, hmm. and it's amazing yeah. how that can really impact well, and the family. I, and I will say this, too. I mean, you did, and I wasn't accepting any of what they were giving, but it mattered. And I'll never forget there was one time, one of the few times that we kind of were face-to-face during that season, and he wrote me a list of truths about myself. 
oath that God said about him and that him and my mom believed and him and my mom both signed it. And I still have it in my wallet. Wow. And, you know, in that moment, you might not be ready to receive it, but those truths matter. So even if yeah. your kid's really struggling and if you're not communicating, write it down for yourself yeah. because maybe yeah. someday you can give that to them. That's a um, great and, and that was, you still spoke truth yeah. about what you saw. Well, listen, we have got to wrap up, unfortunately, but... Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for this powerful instruction on how to provide a blessing to your child. And uh, Carrie, thank you for being, I know, but for being the example of how it can work even with the valleys. Mm -hmm. You know, if it works to God's plan, there'll be joy and peace and hope in all of it. So thank you both for being with us. Can I pray a quick blessing over her? Lord, I just do thank you for Carrie and her sister and her mom and the journey and pray for each person that's maybe going through something similar. So thank you for having a special future for us. And, and Lord, for we just do attach great value on her and pray a blessing on her. I'm, amen. And Dr. John Trent and Carrie Stageberg have been our guests today on Focus on the Family. And what a powerful instruction on how to provide a blessing to your child. And the great book that John wrote, along with uh, Gary Smalley and Carrie uh, did some additional work on it, is called The Blessing, Giving the Gift of Unconditional Love and Acceptance. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team here at Focus on the Family, thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller. You may find it hard to listen to a story about a young girl who grew up in a Christian home with loving Christian parents, still choosing to walk away and make incredibly bad choices for her life. We want to believe that if we do it right, our kids will sail through life. But that's just not always the case. But I hope you understood the value and significance of the blessing that Dr. Trent was talking about and how that unconditional acceptance and love for your child, no matter what, is exactly how God wants us to parent. If you feel like you've messed up and you're not sure how to move forward, I want to let you know that we're here for you. We do have caring Christian counselors here. If this is something you're struggling with personally or as a parent, you're really challenged by what you've heard today and need some further encouragement, contact us and let us connect you with one of those counselors. You can call us on 031-716-3300 Or you can see the range of ways to connect with our counselors on the counseling page of our website. That address is safamily.co.za. And I want to remind you about the ongoing work we can do together to help families today. We live in a time of great uncertainty and many people are struggling. Focus on the Family is here to give these families hope. And you can help us do that by participating in the matching gift campaign we have going on right now for the month of February. Some focused friends have agreed to match any donation you make to this ministry, and it's all to spur on more giving. So I invite you to be generous with your giving here at the end of the tax year. It's a great opportunity. I hope we can count on you for support. I want to thank you for tuning in to Focus on the Family today. I'm Graham Schnell inviting you to join us next time when we'll once again help you and your family thrive in Christ.